Yeah. I have Welcome, nothing. White Sox fans. How you guys doing tonight? <laughs> Welcome to another edition of White Sox Daily Live. My name is Ian Eskridge. I'm here with my co-host, the Danny Miller. How you doing, Danny? Uh, you know what? Doing all right. Uh, happy to be here on a Tuesday evening. Uh, wish there was some more interesting news than uh, what we have to go with tonight. But, you know, there's there's some positives happening that we'll we'll talk about a little bit this evening but yeah man doing great love the uh work that you uh, have put in to uh give us a new look here new uh background as opposed to the static uh golden box seats danny and ian uh you know doing the show from the golden box seats at the old comiskey so yeah i'm uh i'm really liking it man I, uh, I I just want to say thank you for all your hard work and effort yeah. that you put into the show for us, man. Yeah, of course. So man. how's things with you? Things are good, you know. Um, just uh, had a nice weekend of being sick and having uh, the flu. That was awesome. So oh, that's, that's done not now. Cool. Hey, Murray, thanks for stopping in, man. Appreciate it. What's up, Grimtall? How you doing? Is that Mr. Grim. Bean? Looks like Mr. Bean. Mr. Anyhow. Bean. Um, yeah, so uh, some interesting things happened today. Uh, we had... Uh, a major reshuffling of the White Sox minor league uh, coaching staffs. So that's, uh, that's some good news. Um, like you said, we saw some things happening that, uh, you know, have been kind of in the works for a few years. Uh, they're finally coming to fruition. So that's, that's kind of nice to see. Um, also, uh, other things we'll cover tonight is uh, some of the, Prospect rankings have uh, moved around for top 100s for, you know, baseball prospectus and baseball America, MLB Pipeline. Everybody has released their top 100s, and there have been uh, there's been at least, you know, on most of them there's been two, two of our guys that are moving around down there. So that's that's really nice to see that there's you know some stuff going on and at least someone. I mean, last year we didn't have a single name on there for the better part of the season anyway. Yeah, it's so, been a while yeah. since there's been somebody, especially, you know, somebody in, you know, at least in, um, you know, most lists, it, there hasn't been anybody in the top 40 in ages, you know, since, uh, you know, Andrew Vaughn moved up. And I, even then, I think he was top, I think the highest he got was like 45 or something like that. If I, I was just going to say that. I think that is the exact number, 45. Yeah, so... It's nice to nice to see some you know some of our guys getting recognized and you know, I mean, let's be honest. Anybody has a fifty game on base streak in the minors, there better be some recognition for that. So, I agree one thousand percent. And you know, there'll be the naysayers out there that said, "Well, it was at you know the lowest levels of of the minors," but you know, really, actually, uh, you know, it was one of those things that continued after being bumped a level and uh you know when you when you go from uh, advanced day to uh birmingham you will see you know some guys maybe struggle a little bit but uh we see colson doing some things that uh you know at a at a young age will probably uh i, I think he'll probably transcend every bump that he goes up you know, level by level, like the kids just got a, a, a sweet swing. His plate approach is something that uh, a lot of the guys on the current roster could take notes from, to be honest with you. Uh, he's got a really good two strike approach. You know, he shortens up his swing. He makes sure to make contact and he hits the ball hard. You know, it's, it's really, you know, there, there have been in the last, uh, you know, year, or so there's been a lot of positive developments and um I'm here for it. <laughs> Absolutely. Especially after I mean, we got to take all the positive we can get, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah, otherwise, I mean, you know there really hasn't been a whole lot on the uh on the major league front, unfortunately. Um No. You know, the depth than- issues remain. And uh, it, we're getting to crunch time here. Pitchers and catchers will be reporting. Uh, I think it was two weeks days. from yesterday. Fifteen days today. It's fifteen uh, days. Fe- okay, two 15th, weeks tomorrow. Yeah, day after Valentine's Day. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you know, and that's not to say that we, you know, we've heard about some guys already being 
uh, active in uh, Arizona. And, uh, you know, that's that's fine and dandy, but official report day being the 15th uh, and still seeing some uh, glaring depth holes for this organization is concerning. But uh, I'm sure we'll get into that a little bit more as we go on. Yeah, you know, I mean, uh, I, I'm trying to, uh, you know, for, for this week, um, just for the fact that there's been some nice shuffling around down in the minors and, you know, I kind of want to, you know, especially after after last week of all the negative talk, I want to keep it a little bit more positive this week and not, you know, necessarily bring up all that stuff. You know, there's plenty of time to talk about that. Um, yeah. You know. Well, the problem is, is there's not plenty of time to, you know, get things done, at least not in the fashion that you would hope for anyway. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I mean, let's let's put this out there is that neither one of us, no matter what we do, it doesn't matter. <laughs> so, right. Like I'm saying, we have plenty of time to talk about that nonsense. We don't have to worry about it at all. You know, right. realistically, the front office, they have they have things that they need to take care of. And, uh, you know, let's hope that, you know, something good comes you know, and they, they do manage to you know, address some of these issues. I, I, you know, but you know, your guess is as good as mine is whether or not. Yeah. I just don't want to be sitting here on opening day saying two tears in a bucket. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, I'll just end this conversation. Cause like you said, we're, we were trying to keep this week positive for the most part. Uh, and you know, I just don't want to come to opening day and feel like, uh, you know, whatever. That's basically what it comes down to. I don't want to have this hate, especially for a team that, uh, you know, continues to push this window of contention down our throat. Although, to be honest with you, we, you know, we said it a little bit last week. We haven't heard much of anything from the team this yeah. offseason. So no, there, there's yeah, that. there hasn't really been a whole lot. Um, unfortunately, there hasn't been a whole lot of communication there. You know, and I, I, you know, <laughs> I mean, what you're going to say about, you know, what, uh, you know, as a fan, what you actually deserve, you know, what you deserve from the organization, you know, as far as like communication. I mean, I understand that, uh, you know, ultimately our money is the ones who are paying for all this stuff for the most, you know, for the most part. I mean, some people will, some people will argue that the fans money has absolutely nothing to do with anything. Uh, we've heard that argument before, but, um, <sighs> No fans, no baseball. So, you know, you can give me that argument all you want. That's yeah, exactly. If nobody's watching on TV and nobody's watching at the game and nobody's buying any gear, well, there's no money period. So, yeah. Yeah. Grimtall says the, says the trade market is the best course of action. Says the guy who made no MLB, MLB level trades. Well, you know, I mean, they did trade for, uh, you know, the Giants Gregory Santos. So that's not entirely 100% accurate because he could, you know, he might be, he might be, he might, you know, he might end up as, uh, you know, on the major league roster at some point as bullpen. Well, guy. okay. Yeah, I'm trying to be positive. I told you. All right. All right. I yeah. won't poo poo on your positivity. Yeah. I mean, we know that there's issues. We know that there are things that need to be worked on this, this, this stream. I'm, Bro. Trying, to, I'm trying to keep it on the level. Just, just this week. I got it. you. I got yeah. you. You know, I, everybody here knows I can, I can serve up a pretty good poo poo platter, but I will not do that this week. I will yeah. try my best anyways. No promises. No, no, none. No promises. Cause somebody's going to set me off. Whether it's you or somebody in the chat's going to say something stupid and it's going to get me going. So let's keep rolling. Yeah, there's there's definitely <laughs> going to be some of that. Um, yeah, so uh, I don't know if you saw it today, but uh, Grimtall, you should be super fired up. Uh, the Dodgers signed Dylan Covey to a minor league uh, contract today. So that's big news coming from uh, coming from MLB World. So hey, need to get the uh, the air raid sirens and the uh, the uh, nuclear meltdown or uh, the old friend, the old friend alert alarm. Dylan Covey. Yeah. <laughs> Grimtall just dot, 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 dot. 
Yeah. <laughs> uh the the White Sox did sign an sign an infielder today, uh Nate Mandu. Um I don't really know much about yeah. him. Who? Um yeah, I don't I don't know much about him. I'll, it's uh, that's a guy I'm gonna have to look up because I I legitimately have no idea who that is. Yeah. Not that, you know, that means anything and that he's not any good. It just means I have no idea who he is. I think somebody on this show is possessed by an owl. Who? Hey, there is. Uh, he'll start 22 games and post up five war. Dodgers blue is the magic sauce. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see about <sighs> that. You hold on to that optimism. Hey, you know, for, uh, you know, I hope so. I hope, I, hope he does, I hope he has a great year. We all know Grimtall has the innocence of a, of a child. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> sure. Uh, but, you know, he does like the Dodgers, I'll say that. Sure. Oh, I can't the, wait the to see what he does. also claimed a former Dodgers draft pick with an 11 career ERA. Ooh. Yeah. Um, what's it, uh, AJ? There's uh, that depth piece. What's his last name, uh, Alexi? AJ, I think that's what it was. That's another guy. I don't really know much about him. I didn't, I the last couple of days have been super busy, so I didn't really have a whole lot of time to really look up anything as far as his as far as his stats go. So I'm actually kind of yeah, AJ Alexi. So, AJ Alexi, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, and also uh, you know yesterday uh, Josh Harrison signs with the Phillies. So uh, anybody who was you know thinking that. Josh Harrison was going to uh, get re-signed, even though, you know, you've got the, uh, you know, they paid him to go away, buyout money. You know, for whatever reason anybody thinks that he's coming back, well, that's definitely not happening because he signed with the uh, World Series uh, National League representative, the Phillies. Uh, yeah, was it one year, two mil, I think? Uh, yeah, it was, I think it was like, what was it? Uh, yeah, I think it was two million because he's making three and a half million for the year, and one and a half of it's from the White Sox. So yeah, three. Right. Yeah, one year, two million. So good for him. Hope he has a great year. Uh, Reddit claims the Sox signed Michael Pineda. Well, Reddit I, claims a lot of things. Yeah. Uh, in fact, uh, Grimtall cued me into a a a thread of uh, insider news on Reddit yesterday, and it was like. 30 a 30 point thing just listing off all this all this stuff and I, I got a question why why do people do this act like you know oh, like they have some kind of in yeah i just i don't understand Fake it. it yeah i mean between you know twitter or reddit or wherever you know there's always somebody who claims I they've have got, sources. Yeah, they've got some sort of crazy inside info, and they're you know gonna drop a bunch of knowledge on us. And it's like it's like half of it you yeah. just look at, it and you know that it's nonsense right off the bat. Right. So right. I, I, don't, I don't understand. Kind of <laughs> unless it comes from Katy Perry's booty hole, and, yeah, and, or and wet butt, actual yeah. Katy Perry or wet butt. Yeah, uh, Reddit handles. You know, we're not talking about actually Katy Perry's booty hole. That would be inappropriate but uh yeah if it came from right you know some people still think wet butt 23 was rick Hahn, but you know we don't know uh yeah unless it comes from either one of those guys i don't buy anything on reddit when it comes to white Sox. you know we got the other (laughs) guy it was on what isn't that reddit or was that twitter the other guy that was like i'm a i'm an orderly at a hospital and i spent some time taking care of you know high level executive Give me a break. Yeah. Yeah, I you know, I don't know. Man. This high-level executive told me everything about the White Sox offseason plan and what was going down during the season, and here's my list of crap. <laughs> I'm stacking it, stacking it tall and spreading it on thick. Yeah, I don't get it. I, I like The <laughs> thing is, is that the, the fact that anybody even gives these guys the time of day just blows my mind. So uh, Grimtall asks, 
what were the coaching staff changes? And I think that's a perfect segue to get right into that. I would, would, yeah, let's go ahead and talk about that. Um, I'm going to go ahead and uh, got this thing on the uh, the half screen mode. Go ahead and bring that up. Hey. Bingo, bingo. What happened? Oh, that's not Ooh. what I wanted. No. It's been one of those days. Yeah, well, it's a good thing our streamers are not seeing what we're seeing in the background here. Yeah, well, no, yeah, that's why you, that's why you do the uh, the the special special. Thing. <gasps> it's still not. We working. are special. My mom used to tell me I was special every morning, right before she put my helmet on to get on the school bus. Yep. Window liquor. Oh, that's not the one I want either. I don't know <laughs> what the heck's going on here. You know, it's like everything else was working, just for whatever reason, like this isn't working right now. Um, no. Oh. oh, you know what? I know. I why. saw something. Oh, I know why it is. It was there, and then it wasn't. Herder, so dumb. This will all be gone in post. Yeah, yeah, of course. That's how that that whole thing goes. If you haven't been here with us before, we do this every now and again. <laughs> uh just hang tight. White Sox Daily Live is oh, experiencing technical man. difficulties. All right, <laughs> here we go. Now on to the coaching changes all right so um as you can see uh class a canapolis um patrick leland the son of jim leland yeah yeah takes over for uh hermo quiroz who moves up to uh winston-salem and uh john eli who was in canapolis last year uh, moves up also with Hiermo, and uh, Blake Hickman is now the pitching coach. Uh, you might recognize that name. Uh, Blake Hickman was a White Sox draftee, uh, threw about 50 games or so for the White Sox uh, for Kannapolis, and I can't remember if he pitched for Winston-Salem or not, but he uh, he's now on as a pitching coach. He's also a former uh, ace um, the White Sox uh, Youth Baseball Initiative. Um, so, yeah, so that's cool. Uh, hitting coach Charlie Romero, uh, trainer A.J. Smith. Don't know a lick about A.J. Smith. And uh, performance coach Juan Maldonado. Also do not know. Um, yeah, so uh, Drew Hassler is in uh, ACL. Um, not really a whole lot of uh, crazy cho- changes down there. Um, in the ACL. Um, so there's that. All right, so moving on. Um, with the Winston-Salem Dash, like I mentioned, uh, Guillermo Quiroz and John Eli move up to Winston-Salem. Uh, Logan Jones, who was just hired uh, a couple months ago, uh, there's a tweet about that uh, that we tweeted about when he got hired a couple weeks back. Um, and uh, from Winston-Salem... To double A, Lorenzo Bundy moves up with Danny Farquhar and Nikki Delmonico. So they, they get bumped up a level as well. You know, in between conversations with Andy Barquette and just, you know, a bunch of stuff that I've heard is that the the whole thing with the White Sox, you know, with their their plan, and this includes uh Project Birmingham and all this stuff, is that they are trying to establish a program um, across the entire minor league system, not just, um, you know, in one level. They want everybody doing the exact same things across all levels. Yeah, so, uh, and, you know, uh, for the AAA, for the Charlotte Knights, um, obviously, uh, Justin Jersley. Moves up from the Barons to Charlotte. And um, Matt Zaleski still there as the pitching coordinator. Um, and Cam Seitzer comes up and uh, takes Chris Johnson's spot as the hitting coach there. Nice. So, yeah, you know, there's some nice uh, some nice movement there. Um, I'll move to the um, development staff. And uh, pretty much everything there is more or less uh, pretty close to the same, although uh, the Knights uh, 
interim manager last year, Julio Mascara. He is now uh, back to his job as catching coordinator. Um, and uh, Devin DeYoung hitting initiatives. It's like the uh, special task force for uh, the hitters. You know, he'll work in the ACL. Right. He'll also travel around to all the affiliates as well and do things. Good so, to see. Yeah. So, I mean, for the most part, you know, uh, everybody's, you know, keeping keeping jobs. And, uh, you know, as last year, you know, we saw that there was the, um, you know, the improvement across performance from the minor league system. Uh, as far as results go, you know, at least, at least from the hitting side of things, um, you know, I think that the talent starting to uh, finally come back in and pitching for the, you know, for the minors. So I think that the, right. I think that that side of things is going to get a little bit better this year. Although, you know, as mentioned last week, I'm still waiting on them signing starting pitching depth for Charlotte. Yeah, and let's hope that some of that starting pitching depth in Charlotte is maybe uh, close to MLB ready or has some MLB experience. Because, I mean, let's be honest. Uh, you know, we've talked about this in the past where uh, I think the average number of starting pitchers used by an MLB team is somewhere in the neighborhood of like 10 or 11 over the course of a season. So there's bound to be, you know, let's you know keep our fingers crossed and, and pray that it's it's minor as possible but there's bound to be some starts that are going to need to be uh filled in for and uh you know we can only hope especially now that davis martin looks like he's going he, he's the uh oh how should i put this he's probably the most typical replacement right now for mr clevenger if you know, let's say it doesn't look like Clevenger's going to pitch for the White Sox this year, but we don't really know. Uh, they can't not pitch him if there's no suspension because then that becomes an issue where he now has a grievance because MLB has not suspended him and the White Sox cannot treat him unfairly in that case. So he would have to pitch. Now, we still have some time before opening day comes around, but, you know, let's just assume that there's a suspension coming. Davis Martin's going to be the guy. So that leaves another hole down there in Charlotte. At least it seems Davis Martin's going to be the guy as of right now, unless somebody gets signed or, you know, the Sox get creative somewhere else. Uh, with that being the case, and like I said, with the inevitability that somebody's going to get some sort of ailment that's going to keep them from pitching, here or there hopefully fingers crossed uh you know we need to have somebody that's got to be ready to step into those 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 starts is hopefully their only spot starts but you never know you know as we've seen over the last few seasons the white Sox have been plagued by injuries you know we i'm I'm waiting for the time and i said this to you on a chat earlier this afternoon where i'm waiting for the time where a pitcher goes to into his windup and throws a ball and his arm goes with the ball 33 feet to the, you know, to home plate. Yeah. And, and you know I mean, the, the arm, the whole arm just comes off. Yeah. And like I said, Javi's still swinging. <laughs> Javi's still swinging. Still playing the Tigers. <laughs> still, you're right. Javi Baez is still swinging at that. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm, you know, I'm happy about, uh, happy about the promotions, happy that, uh, they feel confident enough to keep, uh, the the staff that was previously installed with the with the lower levels and are moving them up and keeping them all together, and uh, you know is you know if they feel that you know everybody's doing their job and if they're trying to establish a organizational way of doing things, I don't think that you know as long as they feel that the the people that are doing those jobs are fulfilling those jobs. I don't think that it necessarily, you know, is is much of a a thing as long as the guys that are there have an eye for what's going on, you know, and can, you know, fix you know, mechanical issues and whatever as far as, you know, like just being able to see, you know, like small details and trying to repeat pitching motions and you know, getting their uh 
you know, hitting approaches sorted out. As long as they can sort that stuff out, all the drills and everything that they're doing across all the levels are should be pretty much the same. So I don't think that right. that's necessarily something that we need to necessarily worry about as much. Anyway. Right. I, I am kind of uh, uh, optimistic and looking forward to seeing what the multiple guys that have, you know, biomechanics in their resume somewhere. Yeah. What kind of impact that has in the club this year? That's that's definitely something that, uh, you know, you kind of hope it has an immediate impact on the team. Yeah, well, I mean, you got uh, Cam Seitzer and Devin DeYoung, you know, who's the the roving guy. Both of those guys deal with biomechanic stuff. So I think that, uh, you know, you know, they've replaced their guy in AAA, CJ, who is the head biomechanist, mechanist, mechanist, uh, you know, with somebody else who is also into that, uh, into that stuff as well. So, you know, it's uh, keeping Danny Farquhar around, who's huge analytical guy, you know, huge biomechanics right. guy. So, yeah, I mean, I'm okay with, uh, you know, not a lot of these guys getting replaced because I feel that the, the results have been, on their way up, you know, and I think that this new program yeah. is working. So, yeah, we'll absolutely. Yeah. So, um, moving along with the, uh, the, um, well, I guess we can just go to the, uh, the, the BA, uh, Baseball America, uh, or actually we'll go to MLB Pipeline. Uh, the White Sox have, Colas at thirty nine or at eighty nine, and then Colson Montgomery at thirty nine. So, as mentioned, you know we're seeing some movement, uh, and people are recognizing what's going on, and that there are there is some talent in the White Sox farm system. Yeah, is, well, uh, for now, uh, Colas is probably going to graduate rather quickly, but uh, I will take eighty nine. You know, uh, for a guy who. Uh, you know, didn't play for over a year because of his international status and, you know, that whole transition uh, to be where he's at right now and to make the jump to the majors most likely very early in this season, if not at the start of the season, I'll take it. Take it. Can't be mad about that at all. Yeah, you know, I mean – the whole thing, you know, now that, you know, we're kind of coming out the other side after emptying out the system, it's nice to see that, you know, a couple of guys are progressing and that. And that should continue here over the next few years. One would hope. Um, yeah. So, you know, I I know that uh, some people looked at Colson Montgomery as a, as a risk in the first round with him being 19 and from Indiana and not playing against top competition, whatever. Um, well, guess what? You know, you guys balking over some kid's birthday being two months in the wrong direction. Yeah. I think he quieted some folks. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, <laughs> you know, like we're sitting here thinking about it when, when it happened and I'm like, why are they that worried about, you know, an additional, like, what, two, three months, you know, that it's, that it's you know, or actually I guess it's like five months or whatever. But, I mean, you know, you're looking at a few months then, you know, because Semantics. of that five months. Yeah, you know, and it's like if he had been drafted when he was a junior, well, guess what? You know? What's, it, what's right. the difference he, then? Then he's going to be, you know, just the right, you know, he's pretty much going to be the right age. So if you draft him now when he, draft, when he graduates high school, if the talent's there, the talent's there. Right. I mean. Absolutely, 100%. It doesn't mean anything other than the fact that, yeah, he's a couple months older than some of the rest of the guys that were high school seniors. Whatever. Uh, you know, it might even be a benefit and a bonus for him to be just that much more ahead of the curve. Yeah. I mean, the, the whole thing just pretty much didn't make a whole lot of sense to me, 
Um, no, and he has shown everybody why he was drafted in the first round. Uh, he came out guns blazing, did some things that uh, we have not seen out of a minor leaguer at that particular level uh, in quite some time. And, uh, you know, impressed quite a bit. Yeah. I uh, opened a lot of people's eyes. That's for sure. Um, moving yes. along to uh baseball prospectus, their top one Oh one, they have to be different. So they do 101. Uh, Oscar Claus checks in at 76 and Colson Montgomery checks in at 32. So we'll get a seven spot bump for, uh, for Colson and, uh, quite a few, what was that? 15, uh, 13 spots for Colas. So, um, again, 32 hitting in a, hitting in a park that is not exactly hitter friendly. Yeah. Well, I shouldn't say it's not hitter friendly. It's not power hitter friendly. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, so Keith law from the athletic famous white Sox hater, apparently <laughs> everybody seems to think that he hates the white Sox, but I mean, realistically, um, you know, other than Chris sale, where who he thought was a career reliever, um, for the most part, his, uh, you know, his skepticism, over some White Sox prospects has been seems pretty well thought out for the most part. You know, he's he's liked a few guys. The other guys, you know, like he didn't like Nick Madrigal. See how that turned out. You know, he liked he liked Andrew Vaughn and uh, Andrew Vaughn's hitting. Um, you know, he's still not an outfielder, but uh, you yeah. know, but he's hitting. Um, but uh, so as far as his list. Colson Montgomery comes in at number 25, which is huge. That's, yeah. That is insanely huge. Yeah. Uh, Oscar Colas, however, nowhere to be found. So, you know, I, fine. You know, like I get it. There's, uh, you know, in the top 100, you can only have so many prospects. 100. So the fact that the White Sox have one in there is at least more promising than before. But, I mean, realistically, they should have three if you're going to split things up evenly. Um, but, you know, for whatever reason, he doesn't think that kind of talent's there. Um, we'll see how that goes. Um, I think with uh, Noah, yeah, you know, Noah Schultz putting in serious, you know, opening eyes down in Arizona, that that's going to change things for the White Sox as far as, how many are going to be in the top 100 probably within the next couple of months? Yeah, I was going to say the midseason rankings will probably change a little bit. I think uh, Christian Mena, his, you know, if he does what we know he can do, he's got a shot at maybe cracking the very back end of that 100, 101. Uh, like you said, Noel Schultz. Colson Montgomery, unless he falls flat on his face, should stay, you know, packed in there pretty good. So, yeah, some things are happening. And, and, you know, just I want to really quickly rewind a little. You know, again, I I don't always agree with Keith Law, you know, but there's a lot of folks out there that I don't agree with. And what do I know? Do you know what I mean? But I have to laugh at the number of fans out there that will say, oh, Keith Law is an idiot. That guy sucks. And then turn around and, and pretty much agree with more than half of the stuff that he puts out there without even realizing they're agreeing with and you're going, okay, wait a minute now. Does he suck? Are you on the same side as him? Like, where are you at? Like, you know, you can't, uh, you can't expect everybody to agree on every stinking little bullet point out there. You know what I mean? You're not going to agree with everybody. Everybody's not going to agree with you, but people seem to chew on that one thing that irks them. Yeah. And because that one thing irks you, you're like, that guy sucks. He blows. He don't know nothing. Eh, I don't know. Guy's been an insider for a while. He's written a couple of books. Eh, I don't know if the books are any good or not because I haven't read them. Yeah, <laughs> but he's done either. it. <laughs> but he's done it, and some folks say he's acclaimed. I'll have to take their word for it. But uh, you know, I, whatever, man, quit hating. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, as Grimtall points out, that you know, might not be your favorite. Uh... You know, evaluator of talent, but he is a big carcass fan. If you are into death metal, you know. Um, 
So uh, I think I mentioned earlier that uh, 89 and 39 was MLB Pipeline. That was actually Baseball America. The MLB Pipeline uh, is just slightly off of that. It's uh, 85 for Colas and um, I think it was, what, 35? No, 38 for Colson Montgomery. So it's just it's not that far off from Baseball America. So, you know, there's uh, there's light at the end of the tunnel again. And the uh, system's on its way up. That's, that's, you know. Hey, we've been saying it for over a year now. Just give it some time. It's it's there. The talent's there. They just, moves need to be made for these guys to progress. And, you know, that's how it goes, man. You, very few guys are going to start in their, their major league career or minor league career, you know, hovering around that top 100. Very few guys are going to do yeah. it. A lot of guys are going to make their way up. Some guys have to graduate for new guys to come on. It's just the way it goes. And, uh, you know, we've talked about how the last couple of years the White Sox have spent, a, you know, a, more of their draft on the uh, prep guys than we've seen the White Sox do in the past. So it's going to take a little bit of time for those guys to make their way through and develop. And that's just how it goes. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, uh you know, I'm just happy to see that there that there is finally some movement in the uh, in the rankings that, that there, you know people paying attention to them again finally, which is more than it's been for the last few years, and rightfully so. I mean, watched an entire season last year, and there wasn't uh, I don't there was not one team that was uh, a winning team out of all five of the teams in the organization. You know, the most that we got was a 500 White Sox team. So, right. Eesh. Right. Take what I can get. No level. And, you know, and that, that kind of says a lot. Now, is that players? Is that philosophy? Is a little bit of both? Probably. It's probably a little bit of everything. There was some bad luck. There was some injuries. There was some bad philosophies, mostly at the uh, major league level. But, you know. These younger guys and the system that has been put together that we've talked about uh, a little bit, probably a lot over the last month, actually. Uh, you know, these are there's new systems being put into place and new philosophies being uh, taught at the minor league level that, you know, as that philosophy becomes more uh, ingrained in the system, it's going to grow and the guys are going to grow with it, so. Let's hope. Um, yeah, so um, not really a whole lot else going on in uh, in White Sox world. Been a pretty chill week. Um, yeah. Which I, you yeah, know it has. Um, you know, with uh, pitchers and catchers uh, reporting in two weeks, more or less. Um, I mean, there's gonna. I, I imagine that there's gonna have to be a couple of moves that are gonna be made, at least to shore up the you know. Triple A pitching staff a little bit. I was going to say, there's still some holes on that roster down there as far as we know, unless they plan on bumping some guys up from uh, the Barons that we haven't heard about yet. But if that's the case, now you've got holes that you got to plug uh, in double A. So uh, there's holes. There's still going to have to be some signings somewhere. And unfortunately, we've heard, all we've really heard is, well, we got some, in, in you know, let me try that again. We have some minor league signing you know news here and there none of them are uh moves of consequence at any level no matter what level they're going to but you keep your fingers crossed that uh something works out maybe maybe we'll find that diamond in the rough it seems to be the uh the philosophy of the front office these days (laughs) yeah um yeah i you know um Somebody's got to take. I'm trying. I'm trying. Yeah, uh, yeah. Trying. I mean, totally. <laughs> they're not. I mean, they're. You're not giving us much to work with here, guys. Just saying. You know. I'm. 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 I'm not going to harp on. I'm not going to beat up on. Turn it into a. A, a complain fest, but. Uh, yeah, please do something. To, fill some holes. Yeah. Uh, there's gonna. You know. Thank I mean, you. there's been a couple of uh, position player. You know minor leagues, you know, things happening, 
but uh, as far as the as far as the pitching goes, you know, there was a couple of moves right off the bat. Um, yeah, Mark, Mark's Mark or Donuts thirty three says find the positives where you can, and that's that's a hundred percent what you have to do, because you know otherwise we're we're pretty much uh, you know we could sit here and be negative about everything, but I don't really see you know much much of a point in doing that for weeks on end. I mean, we already had an entire season of that last year where we were complaining about things like pretty much from the get go and nothing changed pretty much through the entire season. There was not really a whole lot of uh, light at the end of the tunnel. There wasn't, uh, you know, really any positivity from, at least, at least from us, there was never really a, like a, yeah, here we go. You know, it was, it was kind of like a, is this this seems like it's probably not legit and it looks nice right now and at least it's more fun than losing but we pretty much got more or less what we thought we were going to get all year long anyway so you know yeah 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 i'm n- i'm not going to say anything i'm 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 not i'm not going to do it i'm not i'm not going to do it i'm not going to yeah, as you, I'm sure you've seen all over Twitter, there is the uh, the meme that is going around, which is, you know, the White Sox way: hope for health, hope for best career seasons. You know, and, I'm hanging my hopes that all these hopes work out. Yeah. That's that's me staying positive right now. I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna sprinkle some positivity. I like your new philosophy, actually. Maybe we can bring that energy, and you know, the 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 universe and the and the planets and the stars will align, and positivity all around for will work magic for this ball club. Yeah, well, you know, so. after last year, um, and just the absolute train wreck of last year, there's, I mean, basically any corner of White Sox social media anywhere. It's pretty much nothing but negativity, and you know I'm not I'm not ready to go there yet. Can't blame anybody. No, but... I mean I don't blame anybody for it, but I'm not really ready to you know immediately put you know this team in the dirt already. You know, I no, I'm not either. But oof. they <sighs> they certainly had a lot of areas where they could have improved, and. You know, the the Benintendi signing a solid. I didn't think, uh, no, that was uh, the, so he says, I think MLB Network gave the Sox an F for their offseason. It was actually James Feagan, the White Sox beat reporter for the Athletic. You know, and I can't can't blame him. I mean, because, you know, the the moves that you're looking at, essentially they got Benintendi and they signed a, you know, a court case as their, as their fifth starter, you know? Yeah. And even if he is publicity nightmare, it's going to be a, a publicity oh, nightmare. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. I, I, you know, I'm not looking forward to, uh, having to hear about that at all. No, it's not something. No. Cause there are some folks that are just not going to be able to let it, you know, there's that whole, if you know, where there's smoke, there's fire mentality and unfortunately in the court of public opinion the way things work in this country these days it's not innocent until proven guilty it's guilty until proven innocent you're still probably guilty even when you are proven innocent so you know it's a shame uh i don't know why but as the americans as a society love to poop on one another yeah fair enough i you know i you know, this the the whole thing seems nasty, regardless of what what ends up happening, and it's not going to be a positive thing to to hear about for the next couple of months. Because I'm assuming that this is probably going to go on for a while, and I don't know, you know, if if he's even coming to camp. I don't know what's happening, you know, and and like you had mentioned earlier, well, is he that, has to. Yeah, yeah. Unless he gets put on an administrative leave or something like that, and that's the thing is, it's the only way. Yeah, and the other thing is, they, they like you mentioned, you know, you're looking at a grievance. If they cut him before he even pitches, even if they 
say, screw it, we don't care about the $12 million, we just want him off the team, he's going to file a grievance. He's going to file a grievance. And, uh, you know, this past CBA, uh, you know, in, in, the, in the lockout and everything they did, you know, the players kind of took the they, – they took back the momentum in their direction. And the union has got a little bit of uh, strength to uh, kind of back itself right now. Not that they didn't before, but uh, you know, he files a grievance that that's going to get quite ugly, and that's just another black eye on top of the black eye of having this whole thing go down, and that's really a nightmare. So there's the, the, the Sox. That I'm glad we're talking about this a little bit because I'm still seeing the angst on the socials yeah. about why is he still here. You know, here we are. It's it's been a week and a half or so since this thing has come out. You know, and uh, oh, you still you still on the team? They can't do anything. They cannot cut him. It's it like you said. It's not even if they said screw it, we'll give up the twelve million dollars. They can't. They can't cut him. It, he can file a grievance if they bring him to camp and they don't let him pitch. He can file a grievance. If he makes it through camp and we get to opening day and there's still no administrative leave or still no suspension, they have to give him his spot in the rotation as long as he's healthy or he's going to file an grievance. So the Sox, I mean, I'm sure they could come up. I see you shaking your head over there. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm sure. sure they could. Well, they could come up with some ghost injury. But, you know, if Clevenger doesn't like that, he can file a grievance. Yeah, no, if his fair. agent doesn't like it, they'll file an agreements. You know, uh, the Sox, it feels like a setup. And uh, it, really quickly, I just want to point out that MLB's policy on this stuff is what is holding them up. And yeah. that policy includes uh, not telling teams that the fact that these investigations are going on which kind of sucks because it's all about privacy, which I get. And, you know, giving uh, both parties involved in the investigation uh, the right to uh, a due process, I guess, without the court of a public public opinion weighing in. And, you know, but it seems like privately behind closed doors, maybe ball clubs should maybe aware of this because now the White Sox are on the hook for this $12 million and this, publicity nightmare that they've got going on and MLB knew about this investigation last summer. Yeah, it's so tough. it's definitely tough. I mean, there's not, but there, how do know, they, that's how it's, there's how part it's of me goes, problem. how do they, how do they allow to happen? How do they allow a team to put themselves in that hole? You know, uh, I think there needs to be a change in that policy. I think they should be able to do that behind closed doors. Like, Hey, we're not going to tell the whole world that Mike Clevenger is under investigation, but don't sign him. Yeah. Let him sit out there as a free agent. Let people wonder why he's a free agent. We're not going to tell anybody why. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I, I don't know. I'm just saying there's. It's uh, I, it just seems like the Sox were set up. Oh, you know. Or uh, any other team that would have signed him for that matter. Yeah, no, for that's fair. And so, uh, Mark Orr says it's going to be a huge spring training distraction as it is. Yeah, no, 100%. There's there's no way that this is not, you know, even if he, even if he's not there, there's still going to be tons of questions about it, you know, and yeah. they're going to have to answer these questions. And, you know, it's not anything that anybody really wants to hear about. Um, no, and I mean, the, the truth of the matter is, is justice needs to be served on whichever direction it goes you know what i mean if he is guilty and he's uh you know an abuser yeah well then you know he needs to pay the price for that if it turns out that you know this was a money grab by his ex and uh she needs to you know get her day you know what i mean and uh you know we just hope that everything works its way out unfortunately if it turns out that she was in fact uh, wrongly accusing him, I don't know if he ever fully recovers from that ever. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, he already had some bings against him before that. So he did. It's not like, you know, it, it's not of his 
own doing, you know, I don't, I don't right. think that even, even if it ends up, you know, that some of this stuff is overblown and it's not as bad as it seems, you know, it's, it's still, you know, you have to question the character of the person who even who gets accused most of the time that, you know, that, you know, you're sitting there wondering, well, what was really going on? But, you know, again, it's none of our business really either, you know. Right, exactly. Stuff like this happens every day. You know, it's not good, but um, it's not none of my business what happens in their house. I just right. don't want to necessarily have a guy around that, that does that kind of thing. And I'm sure that most of the people, you know, that are in the organization that have families don't want to have anything like that around either. Right, exactly. So, but, you know, it just... God, the timing couldn't have been worse. You know, we, we saw the distraction that uh, a certain shortstop went through last year. And, you know, some folks assumed that it had some something to do with, you know, the clubhouse and the, and the attitude of the team last year. And now we've got a whole another domestic issue going on this season. Yeah. It's, a, you know, we just can't seem to get away from the bad media here lately. Did you uh did you happen to catch the uh the Giolito Chris Rose interview? No, but I heard it was excellent. It's and it's, I it's definitely interesting. intend I, to see that. Yeah, you should you should go you should go uh take a listen to it. For anybody that does not know what we're talking about, uh Chris Rose, the uh former uh MLB network host that uh, used to do the uh, intentional talk with uh Kevin Millar. Uh he's got his own thing on uh John Boy um and Lucas Giolito did like I don't know forty five minutes an hour yesterday with him, um on his show Chris Rose Rotation, and uh, we tweet you know it was out on our Twitter account yesterday if you, if you're looking for it it's on YouTube, um I believe it's also in podcast form if you if you're looking to find it but uh, definitely worth a listen um ladder enjoyer hey thank you for the follow. Um, you know, ladder enjoyer. That's right. right. Who doesn't enjoy a ladder? You know, a good ladder. Um, anywho, are we are we talking? Okay, never mind. I'm gonna <laughs> just stop right there. Um, <laughs> yeah. Speaking of, um, seems like a good place to uh, end this week as far as the uh, podcast edition goes. Uh, maybe we stick around on here for a few more minutes, but uh, on the stream, yeah, I'm I'm willing to chat yeah, for a little uh, bit at Daily White Sox on Twitter. Uh, whitesoxdaily.substack.com uh, for published articles and uh, these in podcast form every week. Um, last week I started uploading the stream to YouTube so you can go there and view as well. Um, and you can also search us on Facebook. We have a uh, fan page over there as well. Uh, my name is Ian Eskridge for my co-host, the Danny Miller. You guys have a great night. 